Good morning, and welcome to Simply Science. It's Tuesday, February 20th. On today's show, two flagship research facilities are set to accelerate Canadian leadership in global big science, and science and technology projects are wanted for a potential UK mission with Axiom Space. Plus, NTU Singapore launches a new college of computing and data science to propel AI ambitions. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a look at Canada's Particle Accelerator Centre, Triumph, which is making waves in the world of big science, putting Canada on the global stage. Big science refers to the world's largest, most complex, and most collaborative scientific endeavors. It's a term that speaks to the magnitude of the apparatus required to drive discovery and innovation. To discuss this further, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about Triumph and its role in big science? Certainly, David. Triumph is one of a few subatomic research facilities in the world capable of producing extremely intense beams of rare isotopes. It has become an international hub for scientists and students working in fields like nuclear astrophysics, life sciences, and materials sciences. The Vancouver-based laboratory is owned and operated by a consortium of 21 member universities nationwide, all of which contribute equally to the laboratory's mission and science programs. That's quite impressive. How does Triumph's work contribute to the global scientific community? Triumph has established a strong track record of scientific excellence, leading important investigations into the nature of matter, advancing a thriving ecosystem for accelerator-produced medical isotopes, and training tens of thousands of students, scientists, and STEM leaders across more than five decades. Through Triumph, Canadians have played leading roles in building, installing, and operating the Atlas Detector, one of the two main detectors at the Large Hadron Collider that provided our first glimpse at the Higgs boson and garnered the 2012 Nobel Prize in Physics. What about the future of Triumph? What's next for this facility? Triumph is currently augmenting its 50-year-old beamlines with new accelerator technologies and downstream radioisotope production facilities. The Advanced Rare Isotope Laboratory, or Aerial, is a flagship multidisciplinary research facility where an enhanced accelerator apparatus will deliver unprecedented intensities of rare isotope beams. This will allow for multiple experiments to be conducted simultaneously with a diverse library of isotopes. Complementing this is Triumph's new radiopharmacy facility, the Institute for Advanced Medical Isotopes, or IAME, which will enable Triumph to not only fortify the local and national supply of critically needed diagnostic isotopes, but also convene research and industry partners to investigate new leading-edge radiopharmaceuticals. It's clear that Triumph is a significant player in global big science. How does this impact Canada's position in the scientific community? Triumph's particle and nuclear physics programs are renowned. Its accelerator expertise is requested for various major global collaborations, and its life sciences program is at the cutting edge of next-generation radiopharmaceutical development. Through industry collaborations, Triumph supplies nearly 2 million patient doses of medical isotopes per year and ships them worldwide. It creates spin-off companies, licenses intellectual property, and boasts highly oversubscribed on-site material testing using particle beams. 
All these contribute to Canada's strong reputation as a global leader in some of the world's most important large-scale big science endeavors. Thanks for joining us, Bella. Now, let's shift our gaze to the stars. The UK Space Agency has announced that up to £15 million in commercial funding could be available for British science and technology projects to fly to space should a proposed mission with Axiom Space proceed. Two new funding calls have opened in preparation for an agreement to fly a team of four British astronauts on a commercially sponsored mission, potentially to the International Space Station. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about these funding calls and what they mean for the UK's space sector? Certainly, David. The two funding calls are for science and technology demonstrators. They're part of the UK's efforts to play an increasingly important role in space exploration and the development of new technologies. The 15 million pound funding calls mark a significant stride in the UK's collaborative mission with Axiom Space. What kind of projects are they looking for? The science call aims to support UK-based researchers to design and execute scientific research that uses microgravity and the space environment. Proposals can be from any research area, but they're particularly encouraged from those that align to the goals of the National Space Strategy, UK Science and Technology Framework, and research priorities identified by UK Research and Innovation. The Technology Demonstrator Call, on the other hand, will support the UK's exploration sector to test innovative technologies within a space environment. They're particularly interested in technologies that support the national space capability goals, the UK science and technology framework, and its five critical technologies, AI, engineering biology, future telecommunications, semiconductors, and quantum technologies. And what's the significance of this mission with Axiom Space? The mission with Axiom Space is significant as it represents a new era of commercial human spaceflight. Axiom Space has been supporting the UK Space Agency in its efforts to solicit impactful scientific and technological development projects that can advance the goals of human exploration of space. Their missions have enabled researchers from across the globe to utilize the microgravity environment for national research and technology development priorities. What has been the response from the UK space sector to this announcement? The response has been positive. The UK space sector is a world leader in a rapidly expanding global space economy, and long-term investment is critical to allowing the industry to focus on the development of cutting-edge capabilities. The UK has long been known as a hub of technological innovation in leading science and technology, and this mission represents an opportunity to take that technology, quite literally, to new heights. Thanks for those insights, Abby. Now, let's shift our focus to Singapore, where Nanyang Technological University, also known as NTU Singapore, is launching a new college to further its investment and efforts in artificial intelligence, computing, and data science. The new College of Computing and Data Science aims to deliver industry-relevant degree programs that will train students to be fluent in AI. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this new college and its goals? Certainly, David. The new College of Computing and Data Science at NTU Singapore is designed to accelerate interdisciplinary collaboration between computing and other disciplines within the university. It's being led by Vice President and Distinguished University Professor Luke Ong, 
who will be stepping down from his current role to take on the newly created position of NTU's Vice President of AI and Digital Economy. And how does this new college fit into the larger structure of NTU Singapore? The new college will combine the strengths of the university's School of Computer Science and Engineering with other related disciplines at NTU to form the university's sixth academic college. It's expected to house more than 4,800 students in the new academic year that begins in August 2024. What about continuing education and training efforts? In line with the university's commitment to lifelong learning, the college plans to increase its continuing education and training efforts in AI and computing by 30% every year. This will be achieved by introducing new industry-relevant courses in AI, data science, and computing. Some of these include a Master of Science in AI with a new specialization in generative AI, a professional certificate in ethical data science, and a professional certificate in generative AI. That's quite an ambitious plan. How significant is this move by NTU Singapore in the broader context of AI education and research? This move by NTU Singapore is a significant one. It highlights the growing importance of AI, computing, and data science in today's digital economy. By creating a dedicated college for these disciplines, NTU Singapore is not only investing in the future of its students, but also contributing to the advancement of these fields. It's a clear indication of the university's commitment to staying at the forefront of AI education and research. We appreciate the insights from our Simply Science reporter, James. Now, let's shift our gaze to the stars. The UK Space Agency, or UKSA, has recently announced the allocation of 7 million pounds under the Space Science and Exploration Bilateral Program. This funding will be distributed among seven projects involving several universities across the UK. Here to delve into this exciting development is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about these projects and what they aim to achieve? Certainly, David. The projects are quite diverse, ranging from the development of software for the Indian Space Agency's Chandrayaan-2 orbiter by Royal Holloway, to the University of Leicester, leading on a Raman spectroscopy instrument for iSpace's commercial rover and lander missions. The overarching goal is to push the boundaries of space discovery and place the UK at the heart of some of the most important global space missions. That sounds fascinating. Could you give us a bit more detail on some of these projects? Absolutely. For instance, Royal Holloway will receive £306,000 to develop software for the Indian Space Agency's Chandrayaan-2 orbiter. The software will be used to detect ice under the surface of the lunar south pole and map the surface of Venus. Another project led by the University of Leicester will focus on investigating water ice on the moon. The aim is to understand whether this could be a resource for longer-term lunar exploration. And what about the other projects? The University of Sussex, in collaboration with NASA, will receive 1.1 million pounds to provide superconducting detectors, detector systems, optics, filters, and data pipelines for a potential probe mission. This mission will investigate the formation of planetary systems and the evolution of galaxies. The Open University, in partnership with the Canadian Space Agency, will receive two million pounds to develop high-performance detectors for the Mars Multispectral and Stereo Imager. This will be used in the International Mars Ice Mapper mission to map accessible water ice deposits on the Martian surface. 
it's clear that these projects will contribute significantly to our understanding of space. What has been the reaction to this announcement? The reaction has been very positive. Andrew Griffith, MP, Minister for Space at the UK's Department for Science, Innovation and Technology, has highlighted that this investment is pushing the boundaries of space discovery and placing the UK at the heart of some of the most important global space missions. Dr. Paul Bate, CEO of the UK Space Agency, also emphasized the crucial contributions these projects will make to groundbreaking global missions. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. We appreciate you tuning into Simply Science and look forward to having you back here tomorrow. <laughs>